Star Trek The Animated Series Beyond the Furthest Star Originally Air date 8th of September 1973 Captain's Log Stardate 5221.3 On outward bound course beyond the fringe of our galaxy Towards Quid Star M17, a source of mysterious radio emissions. Mission stargating, charting. Bridge. A ship is at red alert. Kirk. Situation, Mr. Scott. Scott, we've picked up speed, sir, rapidly. I'll cut back power, but we continue to gain momentum. Kirk. Mr. Sulu. Sulu, she's not answering the helm, sir. Two minutes right ascension, of course. And drifting further, Captain. Kirk, stand by to reverse course. Sulu, standing by, sir. Kirk, reverse course. Rock. I can only describe it as hypergravity, Captain. More powerful than any we've ever encountered. It's dragging the Enterprise towards it. Kirk, why didn't our sensors pick it? Why aren't our sensors picking it up? Forward sense scanners. Mr. Sulu, your view screen start shows a massive object. Eurora. Captain, that's the source of the radio emissions. Spock, negative star mass spectre analysis, imploded manator. But every reading it is every reading on it is negative. Sulu, Captain, we're still gaining speed. Kirk, full reverse thrust. Sulu, no good, sir. We're still falling toward it. Kirk, how much time do we have? Spot impact in 93 seconds, 92, 91. Euro, Captain, there's another signal. Listen. Sulu, 40 seconds, Captain, 39, 38. Kirk, Sulu, flank speed ahead. Only chance is to try to get out into orbit around that thing. Sulu, aye, aye, Captain. Spot, 9 seconds, 8, 7. Audible road velocity. Kirk, steady on. Steady as he goes, Mr. Sulu. Contain orbit. Sulu, aye, aye, Captain. McCoy, it's still, it's pull. If it's pull, is so it's strong, Jim. How do we get out of orbit? Kirk's slingshot effect. Slingshot effect, Mr. Spock. Do we have enough power? Spock, I need some more time for communication. Computations, Captain. You're right. I'm getting the radio sound again, sir. Nine seconds right ascension from the gladiatic plane. Dead ahead and closing fast. It's on the view screen now, sir. Kirk, put it us aside, Mr. Sulu. Sulu, aye, aye, sir. The object is made up of oval pieces connected by filaments. Very alien and elegant. McCoy, it's a starship. Nothing, like nothing I've ever seen. The size of it, Kirk, been damaged, I bet. Is she was pulled in like we were. You're right, it's coming from that ship, Captain. Spock confirmed, Captain. But it's impossible, that ship is dead. Temperature is absolute zero. There's no thermal reading to support life aboard her. No energy stored to send radio messages. Nothing except a slight magnetic flux reading, which could be normal for the ship's metal. Kirk, you sure, Mr. Spock? Kirk. Probability not point nine nine seven, Captain. Kirk, can you identify that metal or design of the ship? Spot negative on to both, Captain. 
unknown alloy harder and lighter than any registered metal is not a recorded recorded galactic starship design retro analysis of ships spectra data states it as having been in orbit here for slightly more than three hundred million years euro it's beautiful what kind of people could have built it to touch even a starship with grace and beauty Kug of civilization advanced three hundred million years before life even emerged on earth mccoy barely an instant of in eternity jim kirk mrs bock any indication of that ship's power source well no captain but this is far from a g1 star it's logical to assume they had some kind of warp drive kirk we board her mr spock scotty bones you come with us we need life support belts mrs sulu have the transporter room stand by sulu yes sir Transporter room. Carl. Ready, Captain. Kirk. Active life support belts. Energize. Any ship arrive with their life support globes around them. And a high, huge filament linking two monitors. It looks like very, looks very organic. Spot. The high, hexagonal shape. The window suggests a similarity to natural instinct designs of Earth. Honeycombs of bees, individual cells are shaped precisely like this. But would you like look at the, this now? This metal isn't a cast or rolled, it's drawn into filaments and spun. Cut like a spider spins his web. Spot the lighter and stronger material than anything we have now. Cut, look. Every pod has been Look, every pod they've been burst open. Scott, I on the inside from the looks of them. McCoy, it must have been some accident to get almost every pod. Spock, accidents seldom have such systems, Dr. McCoy. Believe me, must have considered the alternative possibility. The crew of this ship destroyed her themselves. Captain Log, we beamed aboard an ancient ship, found a bomb putting a strange dead star. The Enterprise is recording all data for the log. And a full report later, alien ship, Kirk, Kirk to Enterprise, bridge. Euro Enterprise, Lieutenant Euro here, alien ship, Kirk, Lieutenant. Are you still getting that radio signal from this ship? Bridge, Euro, negative, Captain. It stopped transmitting when you beamed aboard. Alien ship, Kirk, all right. Lock on us with the transporter and we'll be ready to transport. We're going inside. Euro, transporter beam on and locked. Standing by. Alien ship, module. They found something that seems active. Kirk, what do you think? What do you make of it, Spock? Spock, Captain, it's registered energy, registering energy, very little, but building. Kirk, you mean it's functioning after all the millennium this ship has been here? Spock, this, the, the ones are uh, accumulators, receptors to attract energy, motion, sound, light, heat, every kind of energy around them. Scott, the structure of the ship, those huge arcs thrusting up, the whole ship is designed to receive and store energy. McCoy, gives me the creeps. I feel like something's watching us. Scott, I feel it too, Captain. Spock, a physiological system of latent primal suspicion, a fear of primitive people confronting something unknown to them. 
Kirk, compared to the beings that built this ship, we are the primitive people. Even you, Mr. Spock. All right, let's keep going. They come to the hexagonal door. Spock fires his face at the control and it opens. They walk down a hexagonal passageway into machine shop. The door slams behind them and machines wake up. Kirk Tricorder analysis, Mr. Spock. Spock, artificial gravity is in effect here, Captain. Both air and gravity are in two points of Earth normal. Kirk, Enterprise, do you read me, Sulu? Spock, no use, Captain. Some sort of interference has been set up. Scott, we can cut our way out of here? But his phaser doesn't work. Kirk, no energy registering. Something has drained them. McCoy, you mean we're trapped here? No communication, nothing? Kirk, for the moment. They walk on. Kirk, this, this is, was the control centre of this star, of the starship. It must be control and navigational instruments. But the source of the interference is here, Captain. It's not part of normal equipment. It's like something that they jury rigged during an emergency. Scott, something to shield this room. To shield it from what? But possibly from whatever had come aboard the ship. But Scott, but nothing, no form of life could survive three hundred million years. But quite right, Mister Spock. Scott, no known form of life. McCoy, Jim, the door is glowing around the edges. Spock, something is trying to get in. The field of interference is reacting against the magnetic flux lines, Captain. Kirk, will it hold? Spock, if the energy stays at that level. The control machine starts making a strange noise. McCoy, what is it? Kirk, I'm not sure, but I think a screen comes to life and a face on it. Kirk, it would be the ship's log or warning. Seems to keep repeating. McCoy, a message from 300 million years ago? Spock, it's possible that this much of this... It is possible that this much of their technology survived, filling with a panel. Kirk, anything? Spock. I may be able to get translation. McCoy, hurry up, Spock. Spock, patience, Doctor. Alien on the screen. Danger, danger, the dead star. We're being drawn to it. Rather than carry this malevolent life form to other planets, it's so destroy our own ship. There's no other answer. If you understand this message, you're protected only by it for this moment, this room. This thing it wants. Boom. Things blow up around them. Cut, get out of here. Hurry. They are beamed away. Transporter room. Transporter Chief Carl has a frightening English accent and a moustache. Carl, located right after the explosion. Carl, uh, located them right after the explosion, Mr. Scott. Sulu, we locked on and beaming them aboard. Great Sulu, good work, Mr. Carl. I thought we lost them when we cut we were cut off so long. Transporter room. Carl, piece of cake, sir. Here they come now. Four figures in a green fog materialise. Curl. Captain, something's beamed aboard with you. Kirk, transport it back out. But they all attack by the green. It gets into the ventilation system. The doors and control panels. Laughter comes from the corner. Come. Panels on the walls. Bridge. Kirk, status. You're a sick bay. Reports no injuries to crew, sir. It's got no damage to hull or engines, Captain. But automatic bridges... Defence system on and prepared, sir. Kirk, so we're all just fine, but whatever was on that ship, 
used our transport beam to come aboard with us, and now it's here. Scott, that alien commander, sir. The alien message said they had destroyed their own ship. Kirk, until we learn more about it, Scotty, perhaps we should be ready to do the same. Take two of your, your men and arm the self-destruct device in the engineering corps. Scott, I, sir. Scott leaves. Kirk, Mr. Scott, Buck, any change in shape of readings? Spock, we were registering a slightly higher than normal magnetic flux. Not dangerous, but the level is inconsistent. Seems to fluctuate a steady, almost pulsating rhythm. Kirk, like the beating of the heart? You're a bridge, Lieutenant. Watch, Captain. Decks 5 and 6 report shutdown on all life support systems. They've gone to life support belts. Manual override is not responding. Red alert. But trouble in the engineering course, sir. Kirk, breach to sick bay. Sick bay, Kirk. Bones, get down to the engineering core on the double. Bridge, Kirk, get on those life support systems now. Engineering, Scotty, wearing a life support belt, is trapped by the cover of the core. McCoy, the force field, his belt won't hold that weight for long, Jim. Kirk, override systems, Mr. Spock. Open the core to hatch. Scott, it's no use. The mechanism is frozen. They already tried. Spock, something's jammed the circuits that they're magnetized. Kirk, all right. Get the cutter beams on the, that hatch. Move. Engineer, yes, sir. Finally, they cut the hinge off the hatch and release Scott. Scott, I thank you, sir. Solo, bridge to Captain Kirk. Something activating the ship's phaser banks. Locking on the alien starship. The alien ship is destroyed. Bridge. Solo, phaser banks well off, Captain. They activated themselves. Kirk, a mutual override did not... The manual mutual override did not work? Solo, no, sir. But exactly like those engineering controls and life support systems on decks five and six. Scott and McCoy enter. Scott. Sir, we cannot get into the core. Kirk, the, the cutter beams. Scott, drained of all energy, sir. You're a, sir. Cargo holds three, four, and five. Just shut down life support systems. But power out on all but key levels, Captain. High magnetic flux reading. You're a Captain Kirk. Ship computers, something's going through every storage bank. It seems to be taking control of the whole ship. Kirk, Spock, can you rig a low-frequency shield like the one of the alien ship on our navigation console? Spock, it would have a very... It would, it would it'd have a very small field. Kirk, do it. A little later, Spock is activated, Captain. Only on the area three metres square. Kirk, do you get a magnetic flux reading from there? There now? Spock, negative, Captain. McCoy, Jim, you don't think it's going to help us? Whatever the thing is, it survived millennium to dead hulk. All you, it has to do is outlast us, just uh, take over. Kurt, no, it must be held by a magnetic force, the dead star. It needs a starship to break free, a crew to man it. Green, speaking from the bridge defence system in the ceiling. You're correct, Captain James T. Kirk. I have the storeship I wanted waited for so long, so terribly long, bridge monitors go crazy, then blank. But this is all the memory banks, Captain, all of them.
screen, you know, now remove the static shield for notification. Console Captain James Key Kirk. Kirk, you have you have shut down life support systems. Endangered members of my crew. Restore those systems first. Green. All non-essential systems are extinguished. You obey me. Kirk, and if I refuse, the beam is fired from the defense system of Kirk. Green, obey me. Spock, Captain. Spock is shot too. Green, obey me. Kirk, stop. You'll hurt him. Green, I removed a static shield from the warp drive. Control, do it now. Spock, no, Captain. Kirk, I obey. Let him go. Beam stops. Kirk goes to the console, presses a button, puts his life support belt on it. The green alien is unhappy. Green, repair the warp drive controls. Obey me. Kirk, Mr. Scott, start repairs. Install the auxiliary controls. Scott, I, Captain. Spock, I'm all right, Captain. Kirk, what are we dealing with, Spock? Spock, high rank probabilities, Captain. It's a magnetic organism without mass, but capable of a symbiotic relationship with the host body, a starship, for instance. The former primal energy can utilize the electronic control systems of a starship, but the mind of man uses the neutral control systems. The human body has become the enterprise. We are only life support organisms in its body, like the white corpuscles in human blood. The captain, the magnetic flux readings are higher. It's growing stronger, building itself. Kirk, a slingshot effect to yank us out of the orbit. Can you compute it in your mind if we try to use the ship's computers? Well, the alien will know. I believe I can, Captain. I will need an aid to aid Mr. Scott. Kirk, the engineer will need aid from my first officer to complete repairs. Is that committed? Silence. Because it is. Green, you'll leave this orbit and plot course in the galactic coordinates. Zero, three, six, point. Three, two, three, one. Sulu, that's the heart of the galaxy, Captain. Kurt, plot the course, Mr. Sulu. Captain, Spock, Captain. The sentiment, sibilant, can we reduce itself by mintonosis and take away over every starship we encounter, can control control systems, whole planets. Kirk, I'm aware of that, Mr. Spock. Green, computer, repairs, obey me, Scott. Auxiliary controls ready to activate, Captain. Kirk, the auxiliary warp drive controls can only be operated manually. Kirk, Green, that is correct. You will activate the manual controls. Obey. Kirk, controls activated. Sulu, Captain, we're dropping out of orbit. We're falling to the dead sun. Green, apply full power. Obey me. It tries shooting Kirk. Green, do no, accelerate. Do not destroy the ship. Obey me, obey me, obey, obey. Kirk, stand by to activate warp drive unit. Kirk, Kirk, Green, no, don't. Green flies out of the ship systems. Kirk, activate warp drive. Spot, activated, Captain. Green, please don't. It leaves the ship completely. It ends up enveloping the dead star. It then probably slingshots around and away. Kirk, is it gone? Spock, affirmative. It fled the ship. We thought we would crash. Into a dead star. Green. Don't. Please don't leave me alone. Please. Please. So lonely. Captain Log, star date 552.8. Final entry. Resuming outward course. 
beyond the fiery star of our galaxy. Mission Star Charting. You've been listening to Beyond the Farthest Star, Star Trek, the animated series, original air date, the 8th of September, 1973, and this is a transcript read by your presenter, Mark Anthony Reigns. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye.